1: Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litze, and in today's episode, I welcome back onto the podcast, Dr. Stacy Men's. So Stacy is a private practice owner of Starfish Physical Therapy in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she is also the editor of Impact Magazine. If you missed her episode a few weeks ago, she was our mini masterclass for the month of September, and she presented a really interesting pediatric case. So if you are at all interested in pediatrics, I highly suggest you go back and you listen to her thought process on treating this really unique child in her practice. On today's episode, Stacey is switching hats. She is fresh off of being part of our leadership panel for the Women in P.T. Summit, which was last weekend. And she killed it, along with Lisa Saladin and Ting Ting Kuo. And if you are at all interested in seeing her Panel along with a media panel, our keynote speakers, power talk speakers, all of our breakout sessions on negotiation, public speaking, marketing, and diversity. Head on over to womeninpt.com, click on the virtual option. For less than $200, you get all of the talks chock full of inspiration and a lot of practical information that you can put to use right now. So head on over and grab that virtual ticket and you will get to see all of the videos because we recorded everything. And like I said, Stacy was part of our leadership panel and today she is on the podcast to talk about her leadership journey through the private practice section. So the private practice section was once again a platinum sponsor of the Women in PT Summit and we are so thankful and grateful for their support. And in today's episode, Stacy talks about her journey through the private practice section. We also talk about how the private practice section offers networking, incredible continuing education, the Impact Magazine chock full of really good info, and did I mention networking again? So if you're looking to network with other private practice owners or potential private practice owners, vendors, anything you can imagine that you would need for your private practice, in November 7th through the 10th, which is just about a week, a month away, in Colorado Springs, Colorado, at the Broadmoor, the Private Practice Section is having its annual meeting. If you want to register, go to uh, ppsconference.org. Again, that website is ppsconference.org, and of course. We'll have everything in the show notes, so if you want to register, you can always go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the link, register for the conference. Uh, Stacy talks about her experience at, at the conferences and how it's really helped to shape and grow her practice, so a huge thanks for Stacy to Stacy to coming on the podcast again in just a couple of uh, short weeks from her last one, and of course, thanks to the private practice section for being huge supporters of the Women in PT Summit, and of the podcast. So everyone, enjoy. Hey, Dr. Stacy Menz. Welcome back to the podcast, like your second visit in three weeks, basically. Thanks for having me back. And you are fresh off of your panel discussion at the Women in PT Summit. Stacy was part of our leadership panel, along with uh, Drs. Lisa Saladin and Ting Ting Kuo. And I have to say, I thought it was wonderful. I got a lot out of it. The audience, you can tell, got a lot out of it. But what did you get out of being on that panel?
0: I found it really interesting that the common theme that all three of us had with most of the questions was how important collaboration is in leadership. And that you're just not on your own, even though it may feel like it sometimes, but you surround yourself with the right people, um, and you empower the right people.
1: So and I, I agree. And I feel like that theme, that sort of collaboration theme, this set the stage for the rest of the, the summit I felt like. I would agree with that. Right. Because then everybody just definitely fell in line behind that theme. And I thought that was really interesting because we didn't plan it that way. That's no, and how it happened. None of-
0: none of the three of us talked before we even got up for the panel either. So it was interesting.
1: Yeah. And I just, I loved the fact that you are all doing completely different things. You have a private practice specializing in pediatrics and Lisa Saladin's a provost down in South Carolina and Ting Ting is the director of therapy services at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Yet all of your answers about how to handle employees, how to have difficult conversations, we're all pretty similar.
0: Yes, I would agree. It was interesting to see and it's kind of nice as a sole business owner of a smaller practice to know that some of these themes are universal. And so the stuff that I handle and work with, it's not just me or not just my practice. Even in their settings, they are handling them and then we're all looking at similar solutions.
1: Yeah. And again, that goes back to that feeling of just because you may be the leader within your organization or your group or your team doesn't mean that you're doing it alone and that there are so many people that you can reach out to to get help from. Yes. And one of the places that I know I reach out to and you reach out to to get help or to get guidance or for networking is through the private practice section. So let's talk a little bit about your leadership journey through the private practice section. Because for those of you who don't know, Stacy is the editor of Impact Magazine, which you can find more of at ppsimpact.org. But go ahead, Stacy, and give us a little overview of your leadership journey through PPS. Well, if I go
0: all the way back to the beginning, um, I always laugh because I was about to drop the private practice section. I wasn't utilizing it, I hadn't done anything with it, it was just one more APTA do I was paying. And I spoke with somebody at a different conference and they said, you know what, you need to go to the PPS annual conference before you even think about dropping it. And I was like, Okay. So I went and I definitely Felt like I was drinking from a fire hose, which we can talk about that more later. But I met somebody there that was like, oh, you're a new member. Why don't you write an article for Impact? Do a member spotlight. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a great idea. And then the next year, I went back to the conference, and they had a author reception for Impact. And I went there, and I was like, I'd like to be involved more. So next thing you know, I'm on the editorial board. And in the meantime, because I am pediatrics and It's gotten better, but a lot of the people involved in private practice section tend to be more towards the ortho or Medicare side, which can be a little bit intimidating for some people. However, there's a place there for everybody. And I was kind of like that squeaky wheel. And I was like, hey, how does this apply to PEDS? Hey, can you help me? I'm PEDS. And so people started to be like, oh, you're that PEDS girl. (laughs) And so I ended up on the editorial board. And even though, you know, I don't work with adults, I don't work with Medicare, I had a different practice. And the opportunity arose when the editor position was opening up, and they asked me if I wanted to take it on. And to be honest, at first, I was like, I'm not sure, you know, I work with a different population, I'm not sure that I know what all the readers are going to want to read or need. Um, And I took the chance, and they took a chance on me, and I'm really glad that I said yes because I have really enjoyed it. I love learning every month. Um, I probably read Impact three times before it even gets published, and I've learned more being the editor about all areas of private practice PT and regulation and compliance and legal side than I would have if I had not taken this. Plus also really getting to see what the membership wants to hear more about and how we can take that and put it into the format of impact so that we are continuing to publish issues and articles that are applicable to what the membership wants to hear more about or what they're looking for or what their
1: needs are. So I don't and, know if I answered the question,
0: but yeah, that was- no, <laughs> that was
1: perfect. That was perfect. And I'm really curious, you said what the membership wants more of. What would you say, I mean, we're getting on towards the end of the year here, but looking back over 2018, what were the top three things, let's say, that members really wanted more of in Impact Magazine?
0: So it has definitely- There's been some common themes. We do membership surveys. We also look at the surveys that the education committee does. We look at feedback from conferences. So we kind of pull information from a lot of different sources. Um, To be fair, only a small part of the membership ever answers those surveys. So it would be great to have more people responding so we can take their feedback into it. Um, But it is a very diverse membership. You have people that have, I'm going to make numbers up here, but you know, hundred different locations and have been in practice for 50 years and it's a generational practice that's been handed down or you know family has gone into it or they're publicly traded or you have somebody that's a manager of a rehab facility and they are working with employees or you have somebody that's thinking about starting their own practice so we have to look at all of that and so we do get the range of feedback um, there's some people, some of the, there's a portion of the membership that wants like that simple, like give me something actionable. I don't want to be overwhelmed. I'm already overwhelmed with even like what I'm doing or what I'm considering. So how do I take this and use it? So we've tried to incorporate that in with, we generally have a how to article each month. We try to also put at the end of all of our feature articles, either Um, a takeaway or an action item, so you can pull something right out of that article. So that's how we've tried to address that need from the membership. We get lots of requests for compliance and payment and legal, and so we have those regular columns, plus um, the payment policy group has been great in the last year or two with really looking at what's happening and doing the research into what do our members need to know to to stay compliant and to know what's on the horizon in terms of payment that's coming up. They also have done things with, like, how to negotiate a payer contract or how to look at your contract. So, you know, we've utilized some of the other committees out there to get some really good information in. Um, And then the other end is really some of those, like, 30,000-foot views, like what is a leader? How do, you know, how do we reach outside of our profession? How do we grow and change and innovate as a profession? So, you know, really easy topics to figure out.
1: Yeah, really simple stuff. And what the thing that I did not know about is that you had all of this interaction with the other committees within the private practice section in order to make this magazine come out every month. I didn't realize that there was so much interaction with everyone. So I think that um, is a great testament to you and your leadership and to be able to reach out to people from all different parts of the sections. So kudos to you.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, going with the theme of the leadership panel, I am a huge fan of collaboration and I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I mean, we had the marketing committee com- And we had the admin council, or they actually just changed the name, the administrators network, I believe, contribute every month. So yes, it's how do we be more inclusive and how do we pull from what's already out there rather than recreating it.
1: Sounds like a plan. Now let's talk about the PPS Conference. So it is coming up November 7th through the 10th in Colorado Springs. And again, if anyone is listening to this and they wanna register, uh, you can go to ppsconference.org and we'll have all of these links at, uh, over on the website. But um, it, this year it's in, at the Broadmoor, which looks really awesome. But let's, I digress. Um, <laughs> before we went on the air, You said something that I thought was brilliant and that I don't do, but I'm going to start to do. So I want you to share what you do to prepare for the conference.
0: Sure. So like I said a little earlier, the first year I went to the annual conference, I felt like I was drinking from a fire hose. I didn't know what I knew. I didn't know what I didn't know. I felt like a deer in headlights the whole time being like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that. So I was like taking constant notes anyway, after that first year, I was like, I need a better strategy. So each year through like strategic planning or kind of where we're at in our business, I really go with like one or two questions in mind that I want to either figure out the answers to, figure out a strategy for, find a connection for. And I go and I, go through the whole conference with those kind of top of mind. So when I'm looking at what sessions I'm going to go to, it's going to inform that decision as I'm talking to people, because it's a great place to meet new people. And I feel like networking gets used all the time, but it's true, you know, talking to people that I don't talk to in my regular day-to-day, you know, life. And I can ask those questions and maybe they don't know the answer or don't have an answer for me, but they might know somebody. And that, has been really great. Um, I also go to the exhibit hall and I look at the vendors as to who may have answers. So it's really helped me kind of feel more focused and like I'm drinking from a water fountain maybe (laughs) than the first year and it's been really helpful.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice, especially for those people going for the first or second year. And even for me, like I said, I, I felt kind of that same way the first time I went. I was like, wait, I don't know what to do or am I going to the right thing or why am I, why am I going to the, the talks that I'm going to? But now I'm really going to take a good look at my business and see, okay, which thing makes the most sense for me? So I think that's a great idea versus going to just maybe the sessions that your friends are going to. Right, <laughs> which may not always be the best way to go. Um, right. So you had mentioned that's a great place for networking. How, I don't, without naming names, unless you want to. Have there been people that you have met at these conferences that have made a huge impact in your career and in your business?
0: Yes, and I probably won't name names just because I'd be afraid of leaving out people. <laughs> totally. Impacted me so much. Um, I have found people, again, I found people that fit different needs for me. That I have people that are like a great resource and that know a ton of people out there and are pretty connected. And so I can go to them and be like, hey, do you know anything about this? Or do you know anybody that knows anything about this? And they're going to either be able to give me like five people or five resources. Um, I have those people that I can go to when I am wondering, like, why am I doing this? And, you know, one of those days where you just want to sit on your couch and cry because you're like, why did I think this was a really good idea? Um, not that that happens often, but those people that really have your back and, you know, they're like, you can do this and give you that pep talk and help remind you why it's all worth it and because it is all worth it. Um I have met the people that have opened up the doors for me to grow in leadership in the private practice section, especially for being somebody that is a little bit outside the what is perceived as the mainstream membership, um, you know, being a peds practice that doesn't work with Medicare and, you know, doesn't work with adults or really much ortho as our main focus. So, I mean, and I think all of that has really informed how I've grown as a business owner and um as a boss and just as somebody in our profession who really believes in our profession and wants to see it move forward
1: yeah and i I will agree with you there. I feel like I've found those all those personalities and all those people as well, and oftentimes it's people that i didn't set out to meet. Because you know how when you go to conferences, you're like, oh, I really want to meet this person because they seem like someone who could really help me, and and they do, but then you end up just having a random conversation with someone during lunch, and then that person becomes this great resource and mentor, and that's what i found myself with going to these conferences.
0: Yes, I completely agree. And I remember my dad, who was in a completely different industry um, as a business owner, he said about going to conferences, you know, it's that you're always going to get stuff from the sessions, but it's about who you meet at the bar or at lunch that are really going to make, that can really make your conference. Because again, it's the conversations you weren't expecting to have or that person you weren't expecting to meet.
1: Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. And now before we kind of sign off here, what I would love for you is to... Maybe leave the listeners with two or three key points that you would want them to take away from our discussion and perhaps take away from being a leader in the private practice section. Okay. Hmm.
0: So I think the first point would be, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, Whether it's reaching out to the section or to another business owner or to another person in the profession. And it doesn't always have to be with a question. Um, Sometimes you don't know what the question is that you need, but maybe just talking about what's happening. I say this to my new therapist. I'm like, you're not going to know all the questions. Just tell me about the case that you're seeing, and I might have questions for you, which will then drive the conversation further. So don't wait till you have that question and don't be afraid to reach out. Um, there's people out there that want to help and that maybe, you know, not a formal mentor, but will take on mentorship in a way of just being able to answer questions or direct you in the right direction. Um, be involved. I think by getting involved in the private practice section, I have been able to get more out of it. Um, I'm not a passive user of the information. I find that I, because I'm involved, I know what's happening or I'm more invested in what's happening, but I'm also aware and being able to take things home to my practice if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. And I think being involved can also look like a lot of different things. Yes. so It doesn't, it doesn't have mean, to be my path. <laughs> right. So it doesn't have to be your path. doesn't have to be my path. It doesn't mean that you have to run for office. It could mean volunteering on one of the many committees that you spoke about before. Or it could be being involved could be just going to the conference. Yes. Or if you're at CSM, go to like the, the mixer or whatever they call that meet and greet. Yes. Is that what yes. they call it? A meet and greet, a mixer. I think I don't the know. name has changed over the years a couple of I know. Times, but yes. you know what I'm talking about. It's yes. usually that Friday night. Yes. Um, that you know what I mean. So yes. being looking getting involved can be a lot of different things. So you want to kind of find that path that's for you.
0: Right. Another great way to potentially get involved that's fairly simple and can put you in touch with a lot of people is to volunteer at the PPS booth, whether it's at CSM or at the annual conference.
1: Yes. And you know, funny story at CSM last year, I volunteered for the PPS booth for the first time because I thought it was mandatory. (laughs) Yeah. I got an email because I'm on the nominating committee. So I thought it was mandatory to volunteer at the booth every day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I did. Um, and the one day, I guess Allison took me off, but I went one day and then went back and they're like, you're here again? I'm like, yeah, I thought it was mandatory. So here I am. But um, I remember saying, who did I tell that to? I might've mentioned it to you and and to a couple other people. And they were like, Oh. That's nice. Um, but what I will say is, I met a lot of really great people, and we're able to answer a lot of questions for them. So for me, it still turned out to be a good thing, even though I was a little tired.
0: Yes, you don't have to do it every day. Yeah, you, you don't have to offer to help.
1: Right, and it's only like a two-hour shift or something like that, or an hour and a half. So you don't have to do it every day, but you could just do it once yes. throughout all of CSM. Yes, and and you will meet some interesting people. So. That's my story. I'm volunteering at the PPS booth, Um, but that's a great way to be involved. Okay, so we've got um, be involved, reach out to people, even if you don't have any major questions. Anything else?
0: Um, The last thing I would say would be to share or use the resources. Um, I took my administrator last year to become a certified administrator council or network. I forget again; they just changed the name, so the administrator's course, Um, but. There's lots of webinars that they put out. There's lots of articles. I regularly share them with my staff, or I'll take the webinar and then share it with my staff um, so that they see what else is happening out there. But there's a ton of resources in there. Just spend some time on the website. They actually just upgraded the website, so it should be easier to navigate. Um, Each of the committees puts together some great stuff that is really usable for the membership, you know, from the marketing committee to the payment policy to the education committee. So I would say, look and use the, look at and use the resources that are available.
1: Awesome. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yes. Well, I enjoyed it. It's been fun. And just so everyone is aware, I said it before, I'll say it again, if you would like to go to the annual PPS Conference, which is coming up November 7th through the 10th in Colorado Springs, Colorado, online registration is available at ppsconference.org. And again, we'll have all of this. You can one click one link and we'll take you right through it over at the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So Stacey, I am looking forward to seeing you again in like a month. Yes, exactly. I'm looking forward to it too. All right. Well, Stacey, again, thanks so much. And everyone else, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.